Welcome to Reality of Faith and Wisdom. My name is Yuri, and today we are going to be talking about dreams versus reality. Yep, you heard correctly. Dreams versus reality. We envision our dreams in a certain package. Probably every one of you who's watching this podcast, when you were uh, a kid, maybe you were just uh, in your you know, maybe second grade, or maybe you were 10 years old, maybe you were 12 years old, whatever that was, that you started to have dreams about your life. And maybe you saw a, a cool movie and you're like, man, I want my life to be this, uh, exactly this or that. And many times, uh, all of us have these dreams and those dreams, those ideas, those, those thoughts, they never truly leave us. They, they were almost like imprinted in our mind. And, uh, and we always think about them. But when packages arrive, sometimes it can be from the world. It can be from, the, from God. But when packages arrive, we send them back because it's not exactly what we envision in our heads. And when I'm saying packages, I'm saying more opportunities. When opportunity ar uh, arrive and when the door is being opened in certain things in your life, certain area of your life, certain time in your life, we look at that opportunity, that package, and we reject it just because the dream that we envision in our head doesn't match with the reality of what you see in front of you. See, road that God has prepared before all of us is different than the road that's in our head and how we think our life is going to go. I would never envision in my entire life this, uh, this studio, this podcast in, in Freeport, Florida. And I would never envision that I would even live here. I didn't even know this place exists. I would never envision in my life, and I was born in Ukraine in 1982, that I would even move to United States of America in 1998. I would never envision that I would start as a flooring contractor. I would never envision in my life that in 2005, I would marry my wife, Victoria, and I would start a family at the, at, when I was 19 years of age. I would never envision that a little bit later on in, at 21, I would buy, we would buy our first house. Later on, a few years later, we would run $2 million company and life was just going this way. And then certain stop as the, as the recover, as the economy kind of crashed in 2007, I would never envision losing almost everything I had, moving to Oklahoma, going to a Bible college in Oklahoma. And then seven years later, when God restored every single thing, and I thought I'm putting roots somewhere, that God would take me out and bring me to Florida to launch a church in Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. But that's not over. And even when I was going to launch a church, God would bring me to Bradenton first and put me in Bayside Community, uh, Community Church with Pastor Randy to serve under him and to learn from him. And then later on to start a church in 2017 called, called Impulse Church. All of those things that I described, and then just very shortly, I, would, I, I never ever had those things in my head. I never dreamed of being a pastor. As a matter of fact, I didn't want to be a pastor. I never dreamed of spending 10 years on the road. I haven't mentioned that. I never really wanted to be an artist. 
I wanted to be an actor. I wanted to go to Hollywood and just, just be an actor. That's actually what my dream was. And, uh, and all these things. So, so the dreams that I had in my head did not match what God has prepared for my life. And sometimes because of that, I rejected. I was mad at God. I was like, God, why are you doing this to me? Why am I going through this thing? Why is this happening to me? But when I finally lived through the things that I was going through, that, that time that I thought it, it was a tragedy in my life or the thought, the time that it was, um, that I was, uh, maybe going, that I was lonely, that I was, uh, forgotten, that I was maybe like, man, God, you, you really tr- truly rejected me or whatever that is. That became a blessing because I've learned so much more. So sometimes packages come in the form that we don't like it. And because of our own ideas and thoughts, we reject them and we delay the things that God has for our life. Now, now a month ago, we, me and Victoria, we ordered, uh, actually it was Victoria, but we have a, a, re- a, a rental, short-term rental house that we rent, rent out. And she ordered uh, those personalized uh, dish soaps. And they're, they're little ones. And uh, the box was big. She ordered like 100 or 150 of them. So when box came in by, through Amazon, this lady uh, actually grabbed that box. I, I, I just came out of the house and I saw a, a male girl got that box. And she was carrying that box to me. And the box, I can see it on her face. The box was pretty heavy. The box was, it was, it was truly heavy. And she was struggling with that box. And, but besides that, as soon as I looked at the box, I saw the box was wet and the, bo- the box was just, just ugly looking. I'm like, oh my gosh, what's going on? Probably everything inside just busted, broke. And so right away, I rejected that box. I said, don't bring this to, to, to me. I'm not going to take this. Like, uh, and my attitude dropped a little bit. I wasn't, it wasn't maybe that straightforward, but I said, I'm sorry, I don't think I'm going to accept that box. And right away, I saw how she just like exhaled and she's like, oh my gosh, she's ruining my day. You know, I'm just a delivery girl. And, you know, I didn't know that this, you know, that I didn't even see, she probably didn't even see that that part of the box was wet. She just grabbed it and brought it to me. Now, but, uh, but in that moment, I self-analyzed and I said, hold on a second, let's open this box. If, if it's not that bad, because we really need that, let me open it and see. And out of 150 of those personalized dish soaps, there was only one that's broken. Just one, one tiny. And because it was, you know, it was, it was, it was on the car, you know, shipping, flying, whatever, whatever it was, it just spilled all over the box. So side of the box and the bottom of the box was wet. So when we opened it up, I said, okay, you know what? It's just one little thing. I'm going to accept the box. Thank you so much. Hey, I'm so sorry. You know, to thank you for, for, for bringing it to me. And after I, I realized what I did and, and I analyzed what I did, I, number one, I over-exaggerated. Number two, I, 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 just because of a one little thing that I did not like, I didn't even look inside, but right away, I almost rejected it. And I would probably have to spend more money if I would reject it because we didn't have any and I would have to probably go get some temporary ones in Walmart. I would have to wait longer and it's all because of my own idea and perspective and what I saw in the moment. This whole thing leads to this. This is exactly how we see Christianity. This is exactly how just because 
We don't like something that we've heard about Christianity. We reject the whole Christianity just because one little thing, maybe that you overheard a church cheated, uh, a, ch- a pastor che- cheated on somebody or somebody, a church member did somewhere, who knows even where, what even state or something happened. We right away reject everything that God has for us just because the package and opportunity is not exactly what we envisioned and now and now we think about christianity oh you know i'm i'm good on my own i don't need god i don't need this i don't need this and even go deeper into this most of the time we we think about christianity is what what this is what we think what i can get even if we're open for christian to to christianity open to god and open open a little bit of the the door of our heart just to okay god i i feel like you're there i just don't know anything about you when we're open we our next step is what can i get from it instead of the understanding and wisdom that i that i can gain in order to live life our our idea of christianity is is materialistic Oh, if I'm gonna be Christian, I might get, I'm gonna be blessed, or I'm a, uh, or this might happen, or this might happen. We think about blessing in, in form of a stuff instead of change of character, instead of understanding, instead of wisdom. We think about long life or time instead of productive life, because Jesus lived 33 years. It was productive. He did it. He says, I'm done. I'm out. Think about this. We think about selfish life instead of self less and everyone thinks the same thing and that's why we bicker and fight because the whole world really thinks about selfish and what can I get instead of how can I learn from this and then give and be an example for others but in reality here's the true Christianity Jesus is calling us to die to ourselves he's calling us to death he's calling us to live a selfless life not a selfish life not to live out our flesh passion and desires but to live and not to live out our hearts desires but to truly surrender all of our passions all of our desires all of our thoughts and ideas surrender all that to him and in return we will lead he will jesus will lead our life he will bless our life he will give us knowledge understanding and wisdom to live a life that he wants us to live and on top of that he will give us the future and hope because he knows how he created you now in Galatians 2:20 it says this I love how I don't even need to put any points I don't need to explain this I just want to read this to you because it's such a simple but yet powerful verse in Galatians 2:20 it says this my old self has been crucified with Christ my old self there was an old me there's a new me it is no longer I who live but Christ lives in me. So no longer fleshly Yuri, the Yuri that desires the desires of all the flesh, fleshly desires, passion, lust, and all these things, but now Christ lives in me. So I live in this earthly body 
He's saying, it's not even my body, but I live in this body by trusting in Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Just as much Jesus was selfless and gave and died for me, that is the life that Jesus calling me to live, to die to myself and to live unto him. In Galatians 5, 24, 26, later on, it says this, those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed their passions and desires of their sinful nature to his cross and crucified them there. I know, and, and I'm not, I'm just going to pause here for a second. There's a little bit more reading that I want to do. Crucified what? Our fleshly desire and sinful nature. It takes a long time to crucify one thing. Once one thing is crucified, there's another thing. There's another thing. And we are called to live and learn all of our life. Not just, it's not a place. It's not a, it's a journey. It's not a moment. It's your whole life. I remember when I got healed from, you know, my, um, my headaches. And it, and it was a place, but yet devil wanted to whisper and I had migraines for so long, but devil wanted to whisper and say, nah, no, no, I got neck, got, it's going to come back. It's going to come back until today. It happened when I was 22 or 23, I still have to fight and I still have to say that, no, I was healed. That's not coming back to into my life. There's other things that I'm battling, like my, my back, uh, uh, other things in as far as my healing, but I have to fight now, now. When it says that you're, you have nailed the passion and desires of sinful na na nature, I remember in my 30s that I finally got healed and I finally understood that I had I received a healing from pornography. I received it. Now, I no longer desire, yet my flesh desires, but I have a, like, there's something that clicked inside of me. This, it's like a, it's like a tree that finally took roots and started to bloom and started the flowers that opened up. I rem but I still have to battle, right? So I crucified. I know there's no longer me. And now, now there's other things. Now, now there's other things. This whole life, we're going to battle our flesh. There's a fight between you, your passion and a living selfless life for Jesus Christ. And he says this, those who belong to Christ have nailed their passion and desires of their sinful nature to his cross and crucified them there. You have to have a place. You have to have a cross. You have to have a nail and a hammer. And finally, just all right, I'm going to leave it here. And if, I'm, if, if it comes back into my life, Lord, I left it there. This is no longer me. Now, later it says, since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit leading in every part of our life. Let us not become conceived or provoke or provoke one another or be jealous of one another so now there will be, there will be jealousy there will be provoking there will be anger there will be all kinds of things but we need to understand there's no longer i who live but Jesus lives. You have to say these things out loud. You have to believe in those things out loud. Every time I would fail and fall, I would say, that's not me. I am your son. And I finally, until that, my words, I believed in my own words. I believed in faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. I would speak the word of God. And finally, I understand that's no longer me. I still battle. I haven't overcome all of this, all of things in life, but it's no longer me. God is calling me to die. Now, Paul was writing to Corinthians and I'm going to finish with this longer verse in the Bible and I don't want to put any bring any points or any any um, 
anything besides just the Word of God. But he describes his living before God. He describes, and the reason why he, he writes to, Cor uh, to Corinthians, I believe, yep, there was a second Corinthians. It's because they were living in pleasure. They were seeking pleasure. And he describes his life so they can see how he lives. He's not chasing pleasure, but this is how he lives. He says this, excuse me. He said, I have worked harder been put in prison more often been whipped times without numbers number and faced death again and again five different times the jewish leaders gave me 39 lashes three times i was beaten with rods once i was stoned three times i was shipwrecked three times once I spend a whole night and a day adrift at sea I have traveled on many long journeys I have faced danger from rivers and from robbers I have faced danger from my own people the Jews as well as from the Gentiles I've faced anger in the cities in a desert and on the seas and I have faced danger from men who claim to be believers but are not I have worked hard and long enduring many sleepless nights I have been hungry and thirsty I have often gone without food I have shivered in the cold without enough clothing to keep me warm then beside all of this, I have a daily burden of my concern for all the churches. He just described all this thing. And he said, all of that, this is my life. I was beaten. Man, I almost died many times. But besides all that, I'm living my life. Besides all this, I have a daily burden, my heart desire, and my concern for all the churches, for all the people out there. Wow. Later on, he says this, perhaps you think we're saying these things just to defend ourselves. No, we tell you this as Christ's servants. And with God honor as our witness, everything we do, dear friends, is to strengthen you not himself yes I'm afraid that when I come God will humble me in your presence and I will be grieved because many of you have not given up your old sins you have not repented of your impurity sexual immorality and eagerness for lustful pleasure and later he says this and although he has crucified, he was crucified, Jesus, in weakness. He now lives by the power of God. And we too are weak, just as Christ was. But when we deal with you, we will be alive with him and will have God's power in us. Examine yourself to see if your faith is genuine. Test yourself. 
surely you know that Jesus Christ is among you. If not, you have failed the test of genuine faith. Wow. You can come to church and raise your hands and say, Jesus, I love you. You can say, I don't need any church. I'm fine. I still love and believe in God. And all that, that that has nothing to do with the life that Jesus called you. It's not about your beliefs even. It's not about what you think and how you think and how, who you believe and how you believe and how much you believe. It's about taking what you believed and applying it in this world so others can see your faith and live a better life. That's exactly what he says. No death will stop, stop me. No shipwreck will stop me. No beating. No, no hypocrisy from others. No, no terrorists. No nothing. I don't care if I'm going to die. Christ called me to die to myself and to live for others. Now, don't let your ideas define your future. Don't let your own thinking prevent what God has and wants to do in your life. Because He called you to die to yourself and to live a life in Christ and to live not for yourself, but for others, for your family, for your kids, for your neighbor. That is a true Christian life. It's not live out your heart and your passion, girl and boy, you're good, you're fine. No, it's about giving up your passions and saying, Lord, help me to live so others can see the light that is within me. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine and you be gracious to you. Turn his face towards you and give you his mighty peace. Until next time.